Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Games cast. This is episode 105. My name is Jeffrey Morris. I'm here with Nathan Wagner. Hey, hey, hey! Heyo! We have an awesome show for you guys today. We're going to be talking all about our favorite Xbox games and our favorite uh, Microsoft memories, if you will. So, we'll be uh, sharing all about just kind of our favorite stories and experiences of all three Xbox consoles. Um, been playing a lot of Xbox lately and kind of inspired, I guess, this episode. So, that'll be a lot of fun. We'll be talking about Nintendo's financial reports and more. But first, there are two of the biggest games this year, both single-player both start with an S, and they Spyro? both... Spyro? Not Spyro. That's not oh, one of the biggest games this okay. year. Let me know if you're excited for Spyro. But, um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Spider-Man PS4 have both gone gold as of this week. <laughs> both developers have just kind of tweeted it out, um, saying, yep, main development of the game is done. We're excited for everyone to play it. Um, out of these two games, Nathan, which one are you more excited to play? Spider-Man for PS4 or Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the final in the new trilogy? Well, considering I've played about 30 minutes of the uh, <laughs> Tomb, Raider. Tomb Raider trilogy, I have to go with Spider-Man as, as awesome as that game looks. it's It looks so good. Like Obviously, it's been really cool to kind of see the devs over the last year like mm-hmm. really start sharing their enthusiasm about the game. I know Jeff, you're a huge Sp- Spider-Man fan. You yes. said they all seem like they're real fans of the character and the yeah. comic and I, all I the origin stories. I follow a lot of the devs on Twitter, and just almost all of them have been saying, you know, like we're we're fans of Spider-Man. We're making yes. a game as fans for fans that people appreciate. This isn't, you know. Hey, Activision, you got six months to throw on a Spider-Man movie game, you know. This is going to be a full, amazing experience that I think we're going to remember very, very fondly. And Sony's been killing it with their exclusives lately. Totally. Like, what was the last uh, Sony single-player exclusive that, like, was bad, like... Uh, I haven't played part. Detroit yet, so I can't. <laughs> Detroit speak was to good, that, but I heard it was good. Wasn't great. Like yeah. it wasn't as good as Uncharted and Horizon and stuff, but like it still was a really good game. Yep. So this will be exactly. this will be a uh, amazing game. Um, the, I I know even like the voice actor like Yuri Rosenthal or something. Um, his name's Yuri, and uh, I was kind of skeptical at first when they announced him. I'm like, there's so many great Spider-Man voice actors from cartoons and you know and different things. Uh, why did I hire this guy? But he's actually the main male protagonist in Sunset Overdrive, which I've been playing. And, like, he totally sold me on how great of a voice actor he is. And he even kind of sounds like Peter Parker in Sunset Overdrive. So um, he'll do a great job. And, you know, he tweeted when they first announced him as the the VA, like, like, hey, you know, I can finally say, like, this is my dream job. And he's wearing, like, a Spider-Man shirt underneath his mocap shirt. And just, like, everyone there is just so excited about Spidey and Peter Parker for this game. So yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think the the craziest thing to me is the fact that we are, as of recording, we're recording on July 31st. Yes. And Spider-Man is scheduled to come out September 7th. Yeah, a month away. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is scheduled to come out uh, September 14th, so a week after Mm Spider-Man. And so those are both, like, one's five weeks away and one is six weeks away. Both of those games are, like... So, like, I feel like that has to at least give you confidence whether you're excited for Shadow or for Spider-Man and the game being good and the developers be like, hey, the game is done. I'm sure they'll probably yeah. work on a day one update. Like, it's, from- like it's not going to be like an Assassin's Creed Unity where, like, things are broken. Yes, and, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. No, yeah, sure. For sure, they should both be very <laughs> polished, you know, in, you know, this next month. It's probably just, you know, getting the game discs and the things and everything shipped out and ready yeah. for launch. 
Um, I do have to say quickly, uh, I was talking to a good friend of mine um, this weekend. He was saying, he said, he was asking me, he was like, oh, what games are kind of excited for for the rest of the year? He's like, the only two games I have on my must-buy list for the rest of the year are one was Smash Bros. and the other one is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Like, oh, yeah. He was a huge Tomb Raider fan. He loved the first two games. They're really good. very excited. So, like, and yeah. So. It's, it's awesome, especially for people who don't necessarily have a PlayStation, like people on you know PC or Xbox and stuff, because this is, these yeah. are practically amazing Uncharted games, but they're not Uncharted. Um I've really enjoyed this series, but, like, I've kind of come into the end of each game, like, when they've kind of gone on sale and stuff. So, yeah. like, I really enjoyed the first one. I think I 100%ed it even. Second one, I haven't quite finished, but I put a ton of time, and I've been jumping back into it even this week. And so, like, I'm totally going to play this game. I'm going to love it. It's going to be great. Uh, but, you know, like you said, Spider-Man's coming out. I'm focusing on that one. A little more excited for that. And then, obviously, Destiny and, you know, all these other games are coming out. So, get to it eventually. It's going to be a yes, great game. it'll but, be a good game. But, yeah. It, either one of these games, you pick up either one, you're in for a great single-player experience for sure. So, exactly. Just hilarious. Exactly. Some people still thought that like single-player games were dying and stuff. Like, like oh, Overwatch, these games are coming out. Like, You have to have multiplayer. It's like, no, no, no you don't. No, there's still game companies that are still going to make single-player games. I mean, Sony obviously has said yeah. multiple times we're committed to single-player. So. Just think of even like in the last like year or two, like how many amazing single-player games have come out. Like Between like Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild, you have like you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War. Like, there's so many great um, single-player games. So, um, super cool. Uh, moving on, we have some NBA Live news. Now, Nathan, you and Robert make 2K players. Yeah. NBA Live is the EA, basically, franchise. Competitor. And, competitor. Yeah, it's a competitor. It tries to bring the similar audience, but never really captures the it's, sales of 2K. Yeah, it ha- it, it went away for a long time. Like, they stopped making it. They finally returned a couple years ago. They weren't very good. They've gotten... They've slowly gotten better. Like, I played, I think it was, like, NBA Live 15 or something like that, and the game was, like, really, really bad. And, like, I played kind of a demo of 18 last year in the game. I could... It so was, not, I had fun with it. It's They're not like, terrible. It's not terrible. EA's slowly improving it year after year, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, but the thing they're adding... One of the things cool things they're adding this year is uh news came out this past week that uh ea is adding um female created players for all of the content in nba live so this is the first like full like um basketball simulation game where Mm -hmm. you can create like a female female woman player and play through all of like the the one story content which i really enjoyed and thought was the best part of that game last year you can play like so my like, park the and story playground mode is, is essentially you can play the story play mode and then all like the online stuff like if you oh, like to play wow. online so it's like um, with, really like, everything yeah really everything you can play um as a girl there was a there's some like famous wnba players and stuff like that who kind of helped announce this news this week and we're like cool. hey this is so awesome so I just wanted to highlight this as something that is really cool that EA is doing. Um, last year they added WNBA teams, but like the, the reviews on those were negative. Like it seemed like a lot of thought hadn't put put into the gotcha. gameplay and how those teams played and worked. So hopefully those are better this year. But yeah, yeah you can officially because the one mode is like super fleshed out. So the yeah, the one is the one is super fleshed out because you can play like. In an actual in actual games, you can play in like parks and kind of across the country and open league and pick up games and all this different stuff. So, it's, nice. yeah, should be really cool. I think it's just wanted to give props to EA for that. And obviously, I think this game comes out September. I forget sometime in September. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see. But even everyone else is still going to buy two K regardless, right? Uh, pr- probably. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. There's a lot of people who really were upset about the last two K with all the microtransaction oh, stuff. Yeah. Like they're really up the ante. So. Maybe things will swing. Cool. Yeah, we'll see. 
Always good to have some competition. Yes, definitely. Um, so, next news piece, Destiny 2. Um, secret missions are back on the menu. Um, I know, Nathan, one of my favorite Destiny memories was going through the No Time to Explain secret quest with you back in Destiny 1 to get the No Time to Explain gun. Do you remember running that with me? I don't have time to explain why I have to- <laughs> why there's no time to explain. <laughs> But no, it was, it was a super cool secret mission where you had to go to this one spot, find the secret code, type in these different things, basically go back into the raid, find hidden ghosts, then do this really hard, like, challenging mission, and you got this really awesome, like, rare exotic weapon that was amazing. Yes, and this was one of several different yeah, secret totally. missions. That, that wasn't even the coolest to, one. No, that wasn't. There was, like, what, four or five of these in, yeah, in Destiny? At least. The original Destiny. And, you know, there's ones that were hidden in the game for months and months, and no one ever figured it out until later, and just... The, the story of cracking, you know, these riddles and the community really comes together to figure out, you know, how to get these secret, solve these secrets. Uh, it was just a really cool part of Destiny, and that was lacking in Destiny 2. You know, I think they just kind of didn't put those in there because they wanted, you know, to be more of a... They were anyone trying to can, make it... Anyone can anyone play. Anyone can play, a little bit more casual focus. You yeah. don't have to, like, be on the Destiny subreddit to be able to play and enjoy this game. <laughs> exactly. So. And so they've been slowly pushing more back towards, you know, the hardcore Destiny players and Destiny 2 and with all the latest updates and everything obviously forsaken's going more that way as well but there's a secret mission that opened up this last week where if you're doing a public event just in the world space if you go basically off to the side in a cave there's this boss that if you defeat it it spawns a portal somewhere else on the world and it's only in this one specific spot of the world and it's only on like a weekend it has to be a specific time um basically you launch into this brand new area and a 20 minute timer starts and you have to jump through these long corridors, like go solve all these tricky like jumping puzzles, figure out like a maze and all these different secret passages and get to the end of this long chamber where basically then you have to fight three rooms of the most difficult enemies in Destiny 2 by far. Um, and if you clear it all before that timer runs out, you get the Whisper of the Worm exotic sniper rifle, which is basically the best sniper, one of the best weapons in the game period. And so just this really, really awesome reward for this really cool seeker, and it's super challenging. Like, I tried it with a friend a couple times over the weekend, and we didn't even really come that close to it. So at least something that you can definitely really work towards doing. And it's just really cool to see secret missions and something that made Destiny 1 so special really uh, finally come back into Destiny 2, and hopefully we'll see more of them moving forward. Yeah, I think, obviously, this is another kind of good point for Bungie and really turning back and taking basically taking year to make take destiny 2 and make it what everyone enjoyed so much about destiny 1 yeah. and the taking king update and all of those things and exactly. so this is another kind of feather in their cap and another thing they can say hey here's another reason why you should buy forsaken and buy the new edition that comes with everything <laughs> yeah. if you just bought destiny 2 and all like the enthusiasts myself. now are just going to be like digging for more secrets now for now yes <laughs> they're like oh secrets are in the game so going to be putting their heads together and yeah summer event just started for destiny 2 um which is pretty cool there's some some new things to do there before forsaken launches next month which just announced for uh 59.99 you can get forsaken with destiny 2 plus the both previous expansions with everything so if you're new to destiny you want to jump in this is that perfect jumping point just like taking king yep destiny 1 so it uh, should be cool it's coming out that first week of september as well um, so, our last big news piece here is uh, Nintendo has announced a lot of their financial reports, which sounds boring, I know, but the cool thing is, is Nintendo is very kind of transparent with the sales of their system and games and everything, and so 
I'll just kind of read through a couple of points here, Nathan. We can just kind of talk about any of them that you think is surprising or yeah. what, what stood out to you. Um, they announced that 20 million Nintendo Switches have been sold at this point. Keep in mind that's a little bit over a year, but only one holiday, uh, you know, only one holiday season. Um, 87 million uh, units of software. Um, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, uh, Nintendo Labo, and Mario Tennis Aces all sold about 1.4 million each. So about 1.5 million. Those are wow. kind of the, the new releases over Those the last three months. Those are the newer months. releases, yeah, yeah because uh, Donkey Kong came out in May. Labo came out in April, I believe. Yep. Which is cardboard. Cardboard, like, yeah. They sold 1.5 million the, units of cardboard. Did you see the new Labo? Thing they announced for I did, September. Yeah, we to talk about that. Yeah, we haven't mentioned that on the show, but they announced they're doing, I believe it's like vehicles basically mm-hmm. for Labo. Labo. It's like submarine, Toy cars, airplanes, and comes full with like a thrust pedal and like a joystick, and you can put them together and do co op. Yeah. Looks kind of like a, remind me of like, what was it? Rewa Sports, Wii Sports Resort, almost like you could like explore that island. Like, it's kind of like, like a bunch of like mini games and just exploration. Dude, and fun if with I vehicles. was gonna, if there was one that was like, I saw that and I was like, this looks even more tempting than mm-hmm. the first one or the robot pack for me. Like, if I was personally, oh, that's one you think looks the yeah, that I think, I think it looks really, really neat. Yeah. So, and I think this is probably what's gonna happen for like the next year or two is Nintendo just every four or five months or something just puts out a new totally. Labo kit. And like, they're very clearly a number. This is like Nintendo Labo Joy Con. Or Toy-Con 3. Toy-Con like, 3, yeah, They're all exactly. numbers, so it's very very obvious, you know, that they, yeah. they will continue. But, yeah, pretty cool that Labo is doing well. Uh, Donkey Kong, you know, still selling 1.5 uh, million, despite, you know, being a on the Wii U originally, not even selling well on the Wii U. And the so. Wii U, it took... Did it sell a million on the Wii U ever? I think uh, it did, or did it not? It, yeah, I don't think it did. Okay. <laughs> like, so. It's already, like, pretty much, you know surpassed maybe even double like it's wii u sales In which is like really cool three to see months compared to one of my all-time years. favorite games and it did not get you know the sales i think it deserved so yes. cool to see uh over 1.5 billion dollars was handed over to nintendo uh that was their net sales which is up nine percent from last year wow um and then yeah both mario odyssey and mario kart 8 deluxe the Mario Effect man, they both sold over t- 10 yeah, million. Yeah, I saw Mario Odyssey has sold like 11 something million, yeah. which is like that's crazy. That's it's like a 60, 70% 20, attach yeah, rate. Yeah, exactly. That's like 60 <laughs> something percent attach rate with with the 20 million switches and, it, and, and then, it came out in October. Like it's been out for like what, 8 months? Like, yeah. Crazy. So, well, and the crazy thing too is like 87 so the other things I that jumped out at me were 87 million software sold. That's like what if an average switch owner is buying like four at least games, four yeah. four and a half games um for their one system yeah which obviously that's skewed like there's some people only buy like one or two games and some who buy like every single game yeah. nintendo puts out <laughs> totally. like the average is like four games per system which is pr- a pretty good attach rate for for a uh, basically for a, first year of a yeah console. year and a half year year and a half year and a third whatever whatever it is old console yeah like think of you know i think of when i got Maybe my original Nintendo DS. Like, I think I got Mario 64 DS and, like, WarioWare Touch. Like, two games in, like, the first year, year and a half. And the GameCube, I got, like, I think Luigi's Mansion and, like, Smash Bros. Those were, like, my only two games for, like, yeah. a year and a half. So, like, that's, you know, pretty impressive that people are picking up because there's a lot of really great software out there. I wonder how this compares. Like, I just thought of this and I forgot to look this up mm-hmm. for the show. But I wonder how, like, the 20 million consoles compares to something like 
the 3DS or the DS or something like no, yeah. that compared I, to... I have lifetime sales for 3DS. Okay. Uh, that is at about 73 million. And, and so this is 2011, so that's six, yeah. seven years now at this <laughs> 2011 point. 2011 has about 73 million, so the Switch has already sold about a third or a quarter of that. Yep. Which, you know, I think in seven years we'll definitely surpass that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so just really, really good to see... Uh, the Switch is on pace to surpass the GameCube. By uh, the end, of, the GameCube sold like twenty-five million, right? Yeah, it so about, it'll, it'll outpace that maybe by the fall. Yeah, Definitely totally. by the end of the Thanksgiving, year. Thanksgiving, I'm pretty sure it will have already outsold yeah. the GameCube's lifetime sales, which is crazy to me because me and all my friends all had GameCubes growing up, and you know, Switch is already beyond that. So, pretty cool to see the Switch continue to do well. Hopefully, we'll continue to see more good support um, from Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, also, Arm sold over two million. Which wow is impressive for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's a new IP; like you yep. got to sell people on it. Number two, it's a fighting game. Fighting games, like not. very niche genre. Yes, like not very many people get into fighting games. Like I don't have a ton of friends who bought Arms. I did not um, buy Arms. And then also, last time we got a sales report for Street Fighter Five, it was at two point five million. Street Fighter, the biggest the fighting biggest game fighting. franchise in the world, sold two point five million with its new one. Arms sold two million, so really, really good. I would love for this to see. I was talking with Tio Polk on Twitter. I really would love for this to see a price drop now on Arms. You know, like a lot of fighting games do after about a year or so. Hey, you know, Arms is now thirty bucks. You know, it's got all this great content support we did, um, and I think that would help help that sales creep up a little bit more. But we all know Nintendo doesn't really drop prices on their games, no. so yeah, we'll see. We'll wait like four years and then they'll do the Nintendo stuff. I mean, like I've got to say with Smash Bros. Like right, like Smash Bros. Like, you go to any used game store, like, you can find any Smash games from any system. It's still, like, it's reselling still for like 50 bucks. bucks. Yeah. yeah. But, like, ARMS, you know, I don't think it's selling anymore. Like, it's it, there's no way it's really making a divot in sales anymore. So, yeah. I think it would be really good for that to happen. But, Definitely. Um, anyways, moving on. Uh, our main segment today, we're going to be talking all about the Xbox. Um, now, now, as an official owner of all three Xboxes, I thought it would be really fun to look back at our favorite games and just share memories and stories we have from, you know, different things. And uh, I know, Nathan, we played a lot of Xbox 360 back in college. That yes. was kind of at the prime uh, well, era that of was like, you know, yeah, that was the on top of the world for I, Xbox, for the totally. Xbox brand from a like Microsoft Everyone had an Xbox. Everyone bought online, an Xbox 360. Yeah, exactly. yeah, for sure. And so we play a lot of that. But I'm interested to see what you think about, you know, your original Xbox memories as well. I, I have to confess to start this conversation, um, I owned an original Xbox, like, I think after the 360 came out, I got one. So mm-hmm. I got one late. I played some games on there, but not a lot. Um, okay, no, that's fine. Played a fair amount of 360, have played almost no Xbox One, but it's my least played kind of of the three different console makers. My Definitely my least played console console choice so three don't six. hate on me if i miss some <laughs> xbox game that was a gem that you love yeah, i think both of us have played more probably sony and nintendo yeah no that's what we primarily exactly. play as but nonetheless we're gonna have xbox some love on today's show yep um as i was thinking back to the xbox i remember my brother bought the original xbox it was about 2004 i think and we he literally bought it just so we could convince our parents to let us buy and play Halo 2 <laughs> because you know all of our friends had it. We played it. I remember I went over a friend's house. We played Halo 2 
online. It was my first like online gaming experience. We played it online for like five hours. Like we stayed up all night <laughs> playing Halo Two online. I'm like this is so much fun. It's amazing. I need to get this game. I think we even got like a blockbuster for like you know fifteen bucks or something. But we finally got it. And we didn't even have online or anything. We would just play, like, custom games against each other, like, 1v1. And we went through the campaign multiple times. And, I mean, you really can't talk about the original Xbox, I think, without talking about Halo 1 or 2. For me, it was Halo 2. But Yeah, Halo... I mean, Halo defined the original Xbox. Um, Yeah, totally. I agree with you that Halo 2... Halo 2 was... um, Dual wielding, right? Dual (laughs) dual wielding. I love me some needlers, so... (laughs) the pink mist <laughs> exactly that alone sells me on halo 2 yeah. uh i i enjoyed the original halo as well um but halo 2 when i think about that game the first thing i think of is like we used to do these uh land parties so we'd get four xboxes Ooh, nice. together four and you'd have 16 people all like in the same room playing <laughs> on together tiny tv <laughs> on those little tiny tvs so you have like a third like three inches that you're looking at yeah. trying to, to kill everyone but it was so so much fun like hearing everyone shouting be like, oh i sniped you across the map and that was, like, some of the best video game memories I've for ever sure, had. For sure, for um, sure. Another one of mine is not very well known, but is also a shooter <laughs> on the Xbox, Greg Hastings Paintball Tournament. Now, this game was awesome because it basically took real-life paintball. Greg Hastings was the official paintball. And they went and said, hey, let's make a game that's a very realistic paintball game. And so, like, literally, you get hit once, like, boom, you're out type thing. But you could cheat if you wanted to, and you could attempt to wipe it off. That's what a lot of paintballers do, you know, if they don't get caught by the ref. And you could do that, but you would get, like, penalties if you got caught cheating. You could upgrade. I had a really good, like, experience point system and store where you could get different gear. I had tons of different maps. It had multiplayer with LAN and online. And it was kind of a hidden gem, I guess you could say, of the original Xbox. I remember just playing this game a ton, and it was super satisfying to, like, just speed through a level as quickly as you could, trying to like you know hit each enemy person once, and getting a headshot and paintball is so much fun because the paint just splatters all over their mask, and it was yeah, it's just kind of a game I don't think a lot of people play, but it, it was one of my favorite games on the original Xbox. Now that you mention it, I think I actually do remember this game really <laughs> because I went to like my friend's church or something like that, and he's like, oh yeah, dude, it'll be a lot of fun. Like we have an Xbox, we can play Xbox, and I was like, awesome, you can go Halo play two. Halo Two, <laughs> and we got there like, oh yeah, sorry, like it's. My church doesn't let us have Halo. So, but we have this really cool paintball game instead. <laughs> but I was just so disappointed that we weren't going to play Halo. You just that I was like, I don't want to play this stupid game. It's just paintball. That's probably like, why it sold so well. Like It was for it was you know the kids' version of Halo 2. Yeah. But it was a solid game. It was okay, really fun. Okay, uh, good, good to hear. I, I'll have to dig it out of my drawer sometime. We're going to have to play it and uh, get a fresh uh, perspective. I'll have to, yeah, go in with a <laughs> fresh, fresh cone of paint. Uh, yeah, the other than that. Star Wars Battlefront 2, you know, it's still... I still play that game to this day. I pop it in every once in a while. Um, just, there was so many different modes in the game. There was the Galactic Conquest. You could play through, like, the story modes of, you know, the uh, Imperial Stormtroopers. You know, how they turned. You could play through the story of, you know, Episode 3, which had just come out. My favorite was probably doing Hero Mode on the Moss Eisley Cantina level, where you could just play as any hero from any Star Wars game. and just go in and fight. Um, just... So many, so many hours and time wasted in there, and I think my favorite memory was probably we did a land night. Uh, like you, yeah, you mentioned, you know, you think Xbox, you think of land parties. Yes, um, we did a land night where we had I think six of us 
um, all on the rebel team in a space battle, and we all got an X wings, flew in formation, and did like red two, standing by red five, standing, <laughs> and we all went and flew and like attacked it and blew up the star destroyer together, and it was just like amazing, oh like a great gosh. feeling. So. That is awesome. Yeah. That game, that game is so good because um, that game add that game and add in the like heroes that you could achieve. Did the first one have that? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, there was full heroes in that game. Yep. And basically, yeah, whoever the top scoring player was a couple minutes in the match could choose to play as a hero and just go wreck people. Or you could just full on like hero versus hero mode, like I was saying. Yeah. So it was awesome. They had a really big selection of heroes. Like I look at the modern EA Battlefronts and they have like, all right, there's four heroes on each side. Like I think this one had like eight bad guys and eight good ones. And that's not including, you know, all the new ones from the new movies. So yes. Yes. it, they, it was very cool. Really good job with that. Cool. Uh, so my list, um, first one I have is a uh, Burnout Two. I believe it's Burnout Two is Takedown. Takedown, yep. Yeah, and this was the first game that was like that I had ever played. That was like get rewarded on purpose for crashing. And <laughs> I think we've talked about this before on the show. I think this was on our top one hundred list. Yeah, some of these games were. But um, I I played it originally at my friend's house, and I was like, why did you like purposely wreck and take that guy out? And he's like, no, dude. <laughs> You like I'm getting points. That's the point of this race is to try and take down as many cars Make as the possible. Other people and I was crash. like, "Oh my gosh! I've been spent like the last two years playing NASCAR Racing Two, driving backwards <laughs> to make huge crashes. Now I can actually get rewarded for it." Over me, I'm like, I've played Toad's Turnpike and Mario Kart 64, avoiding every single car, and now you tell me to run into the cars. <laughs> yes, um, but that game was just a really really fun game um i think it had multiplayer i can't remember but i yeah. have good memories of playing multiplayer with that game yeah because you do like races and you could like take down you know the other person you're playing split screen with and stuff yeah. uh but yeah that was just an amazing game with that and burnout 3 both came out on the xbox that was probably my most played game behind uh halo halo behind yeah. halo 2 yeah was burnout 3 i think it was so yeah, a lot of fun. Really, really, really good reason to own a, own an original Xbox. Yep. Um, my second game is a Star Wars Republic Commando, and this was a game that I had I got when I got when I bought the Xbox. I think after the three three sixty came out because it was exclusively developed for Xbox. Yep. It was a Star Wars first person shooter where you were playing as a clone trooper, and it's first person single player. Single player, yeah. Single player game. You're part of this unit. It had told an original Star Wars story that, like, we hadn't heard before. It kind of interacted with, like, Clone Wars and some characters from those um, games, but it was from a new perspective. Mm. And so I played through the entire game just for the story, and, like, that story hooked me in and drew me all the way through. And the first person, like, shooting mechanics, like, they were actually pretty solid. Um, So felt really good. It was a lot, lot, a lot of fun. Very cool. Um, yeah, I've never, I've never played, but I've heard nothing but good things. I think yeah, really and it was, it. it was kind of a cult classic. Like I remember, my friend told me I should, uh, I should get it and play it when I got the Xbox. But there wasn't a lot of people who I'd heard talking yeah. about it or didn't see any magazines or anything like that. So, cool. Cult any, classic for you. Any other original Xbox games you want uh, to mention? The last one I have is uh, Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, and this was just because this was like the first game that I ever played where it was like, <laughs> you can do anything. Like my friend, like I remember. Um, playing it a little bit my friend was talking to me he's like yeah dude i was playing it and then i got bit by a vampire and, <laughs> and the then fantasy I, like, geek inside of you yeah, was just like what like, oh what and he's like yeah and then like it turned night and like you um i had to go or not a vampire excuse me a werewolf and then it was like i turned night and i turned into a werewolf and i like went and ra- ravaged this town but then this town like <laughs> i wasn't allowed to be in it anymore because people saw me turn into a werewolf or something and i was like 
video games can do that and i can like go and explore these like fantasy style fantasy style things like it was at the time right when like i was super into lord of the rings and all of that stuff was popular and so that game just was like oh my gosh this is amazing and um when i go back to it like it was kind of like in like it it was a game for rpg and like D &D kind of nerds like it wasn't super accessible it's kind of hard to get into if you don't. Yeah, for sure. And as like a twelve-year-old, I have no idea like how I played it. <laughs> how you even accomplished? Like anything. I don't even remember. Yeah, how I accomplished anything because I don't really remember any of the stats or systems or anything like that. I just remember the just the storytelling and, and yeah. the world of that game. Yeah, my only experience with this game was going over to my friend's house, and we had a mutual friend that would also come over to his house because he didn't have any video games, and he would just sit there and play Morrowind, and me and my friend would just watch him. Yeah, and he would just take over my friend's Xbox, and this game just like sucked like his life <laughs> away. He just like I. Just want to go back into the world of Morrowind. Yep, that is uh, awesome. But yeah, moving on to Xbox 360, uh, probably my favorite uh, Xbox console. Spent a ton of time playing this, like we mentioned, you know, back uh, in the golden era of Xbox Live, which, you know, we can't talk about without mentioning Halo Reach and Halo 3, two amazing Halo games. Halo 3, I think overall, was, you know, is more fondly remembered by most of us because, you know, it ended Master Chief's trilogy. The multiplayer was so good and was what we probably played the most of. But I also played a ton of Halo Reach, and I really, really loved that game, and I feel like it took a lot of things and just tweaked and made them a little bit better, a little more polished, and is one of the best Xbox 360 games um, as well. I really love what they did with um, the customization, adding things like firefight mode, which was, you know, like a wave-based survival mode. Um, but, yeah, playing those two games online and just playing the crazy modes and custom games with all my friends like that was back in the day where i had a bunch of high school and college friends all online and xbox so you know at any point i could just invite a bunch of friends we'd all you know get in for a custom game or you know do split screen with roommates like you nathan and stuff and just um have a good time and just that's i think kind of almost we were even talking earlier like we all miss the the days where everyone just played Halo. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Nothing but good memories. Nothing really. but good memories. The Halo Three had like one of the best taglines for a game ever. Like, finish the fight with the little like piano music that oh, would yeah. play after every commercial. And you're just like after the terrible cliffhanger. I know after ending. the cliffhanger of Halo Two, and you're just like, <laughs> I have been waiting so long to go to Earth, and uh it was so good. And then I beat the end of that campaign with a broken finger. In a splint, yeah. I had to like customize the controls so I could play with oh it, gosh. and it was super painful. And it was terrible and probably not worth it. But I'm like, I have to keep playing this well, game, even though my finger yeah. is broken. Well, and I remember playing playing through that game, be like, that was such a great ending for Master Chief, and like, I'm so happy. And my friend was like, Do you play it on Legendary? I was like, No, I think I played it like on Heroic. He's like, No, you have to go through it and play it on Legendary yeah. and get the the final ending, the true ending, the true ending. That was like one of the first concepts of a true ending I had yeah. heard of before. Um, so the true ending uh, leaked on YouTube like two weeks before the game came out. Remember that? No. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I one of my friends watched and spoiled it for me before the game even came oh out. Oh my gosh! I, so I would mad. have been so mad. Like, I'm sorry. That was the first time I ever remember like a game like leaking. You know, yeah. it was what 2007. 2007 like, yeah. didn't happen very often back yeah. then. But obviously, lots of good memories with Halo. Yep. Um, another great shooter that I I love still to this day on Xbox is Gears of War Three. Um, this game is worth playing and buying like if you have an xbox 360 or xbox one you can play this game just for the horde mode the horde mode takes you through 50 different waves of enemies um every i believe 10 waves is a giant boss wave boss which is like randomized and has tons of different bosses some of them are just like gigantic bosses um there's a really kind of cool like upgrade and kind of tower to force like uh, system in there where you can 
buy you know barriers or auto turrets and mech suits and different guns and um it's really really easy to learn and play and the first couple rounds you kind of get the hang of it, it feels really good totally the and progression it, is totally natural yeah it's it there's no like huge spikes but then until you get to once you five. get to like yeah once you get <laughs> to like 40s. level into the 40s 35 yeah. it gets really really for tough. sure and so it's just so many good memories trying to beat that i think one night in college we beat all one through 50 in one go which is like I don't even know how long it took. It took like hours, four or hours. five hours or something yeah. like that. But it was just so much fun and so addicting. And I remember our, this game was so much fun. And so many of my friends in college were addicted. I'd come home to my room after classes. And I have like two or three people just sitting in there playing it. Like on my Xbox. Like, yep, just playing Horde mode. I was like, all right, sounds good. Like, it was just so much fun. And everyone, I remember just everyone loved playing it. It's just awesome. Great, great, great game. Cool. Yep. Uh, one of mine is um, Tom, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Future Soldier. And I played this originally at my friend's house. He's like, dude, I got this new game. This came out, I think it was 2000, relatively early on in the Xbox 360 yeah, yeah. life cycle. And it was a shooter that I had like never really experienced or played before. It's my first Tom Clancy game. And you go through and you shoot. But like you had... Um, basically drones that you had to like send ahead of you and kind of map out showed where the enemies were where you could lay some traps yeah and you basically mapped out your whole plan of how you were going to go in take out these bad guys you could play the whole thing co-op together which was tons of fun and then the weapon variety was really really good there was a lot of different cool weapons and abilities um there were some levels that had you had to use like night vision and stuff like that and so this was just a very different kind of shooter game that i never i hadn't really played any strap uh, yeah, no strategy. Yeah, it's, it's a lot different than games. you know what Halo and Gears and the other things offer. Exactly. I think that that's what the great thing about the, especially the 360. Like there was so many great different shooters on this console, and it started so many like great franchises. Like this was the prime era of like Halo, even like Call of Duty, Gears of War, like you know Ghost Recon, all these other. There were so many great online multiplayer shooters on this console, which had primarily really only been on like pcs like outside yes. of, like the halo games like you wanted to play a lot of really good online shooters you, you played pc, PC. Yeah. um so the 360 was just so good with so many different great shooters on it for sure yes um cool. do you have any other ones yeah another one i wanted to mention real quickly was castle crashers which is one of the first like downloadable only games i really bought and just loved I held off for so long, I'm like, it's like a little downloadable indie game. Like, back then, indie games... That was not really a concept. Yeah, it was a bad kind of connotation almost. It was like, oh, this is just a game someone made in their free time. It's probably not worth anything. You're worth your time. Yeah. But this game was made by just a couple people, and it is a pretty much slash em beat up four-player co-op game with a surprising amount of depth, secret unlockables, comedy, fun music... Um, and I remember when I first bought this game, I'm like, hey, you know, I've had a bunch of friends over. And I'm like, hey, let's let's try this new game I got. It should be fun co-op. Played through the entire game one night. <laughs> the next weekend, invited a couple other friends over. Played through the entire game again one night. Just like, we just kept playing. You, you just can't stop playing it. It's so, so addicting. So much fun. Um, and it's, you know, just kind of a mindless co-op beat-em-up game. But it's one of the best of that genre. Yeah. And it's backwards compatible on Xbox One. Awesome. See, so, go play it now. Exactly. I, I jumped in to play the first level for Nostalgia uh, earlier today, actually. <laughs> in <laughs> nice. preparation it's for the show. It's just in preparation for the yeah, show. Yeah, it still like, feels and looks and like it's still, exactly it still as I feels it. and holds up. And, totally. Because there's been a ton of games made like that since then. Yeah, no, it still totally holds up. The art style is all kind of like hand drawn y. Mm-hmm. Like it's 
kind of a Newgrounds art style. It gets made by the people that Alien Hominid and stuff. So everything still holds up and plays really, really well. So it's it's impressive to, to see. And I think that's one of the, if not the, I think it's one of the top three all-time like Xbox Live like indie games. Indie like, games. Well, and I mean, I'm just so glad that games like this succeeded because if not, we wouldn't have all of oh, like yeah. Steam and all of the really awesome indie story games and gems and totally. stories that come out. Totally. Today like this was the game that made me start buying indie games. Yeah. Like after this game, I'm like, all right, sweet. Like I want more things like this. Exactly. Um, yeah. Right. Any other 60 titles you want to Last one I wanted to shout out was uh, um, Arkham Asylum. This was like, uh, oh my gosh. This ge- <laughs> I remember my friend like got this game and he was showing it to me and he was like, dude, you can like you play as Batman and he was one of the things he pointed out was he was like, look at the attention to detail. Like, you know how Batman has the rule of never killing anyone? It's like I went through and just destroyed all these dudes and you look at it's you look at their little indicator and it says alive but like broken neck or broken back or yeah. like <laughs> um can't move for, for whatever reason. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, that's really interesting. And then it introduced kind of that um combo square well yeah the, the whole combat like was so revolutionary it was revolutionary at the time and it nailed the feel of playing batman it had the perfect mix of um kind of tackling rooms uh as you know as the bat where you're like diving and swooping and picking off guys one by one and being really sneaky yeah it had they had the, like their terrified level where the more people you yeah, took it on yeah. like the scareder they would get and start freaking out and mm-hmm. then act more erratically yeah and then it had like some really cool uh, stuff with like being the detective and trying using the night vision to try and figure out oh what's the next piece of the puzzle I need to do what do I need to f- yeah and like, you would find things like like bullet holes and other yeah. and like do like and this was this was the first like uh, 3D like Metroidvania game I played because Arkham Asylum was like it wasn't super huge but there were definitely things you found and you're like hmm I wonder where that goes and then later on in the game you would come back to that and now be I can like, blow okay, up all now the I can walls. blow up the, this wall or open this door. And go and um, fight another iconic. The the mm-hmm. only downside of this game was like the last boss uh, fight wasn't very good, which is no. I, I remember being disappointed. Arkham by that, City fixed that. Yes, <laughs> made up for that. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, one of my all time favorite Xbox 360 achievements I ever got was uh, in that game where you had uh, you had to basically do a combat combo using every single move and piece of equipment in Batman's arsenal. And just do one massive combo, and it was just the feeling when I got that. I was just like, "I am Batman!" Just it felt felt really good. So, um, very cool. All right, before we move on to the Xbox One, I have a couple uh, mentions on Twitter here. I uh, put out a little question asking, "Hey, what are your favorite Xbox games?" Um, Adam, so Mr. Fields, you know, joined the show last week. Said, "Just Gears of War. So much time bonding, co-oping, and having Jeff steal my kills." <laughs> Which Jeff I, is legendary for stealing your kills at any game you're playing. I'm just legendary being at the top of the leaderboard. I think, think that's what, what you guys mean. No, you no, just no. wish you had we more killed, kills. We killed, like, we got all the way down, and Jeff would come in and just, oh, yeah, I got that kill. Thanks, guys. Right. I'm just helping out any way I can. Uh-huh. Um, and then at Wizard Wesley 37 said, uh, OG Xbox, um, Halo 2, Fusion Frenzy, Splinter Cell, Chaos Theory, and NFL Fever were his four most played games. I never played Fusion Fr- Fren- Frenzy. I heard it was just like a crazy like Mario like Party type par- party game. I think game. it was like a party trivia almost style game. Yeah. Um, we played it on an original. I played that I've game always actually wanted on an original play. Xbox like at some all night cookie shop like a couple years ago. <laughs> what? 
It was like one o'clock in the morning. We we're at this all literally all night cookie shop. You just go there and eat cookies. <laughs> and had an original Xbox. Fusion Frenzy. So we played Fusion Frenzy and we played like it was basically like trivia almost. So it was still fun. It was, yeah, it was pretty fun. Nice. I mean it's like it it looked terrible, but it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think I always wanted to play it, but we only had two Xbox controllers and we had like all the Mario Party games anyway, so never yeah. picked it up. But very cool. So thank you for sending in your uh, thoughts on Twitter. You can find us on there as always at HeyListen underscore games. All right, Nathan, we're going to move on to the Xbox One. I know you don't have a ton of experience with Xbox yep. One, but you did come over this weekend, played a little bit of Xbox with me. Um, Halo 5 is obviously one of the big exclusives yes. for Xbox One. Um, I want to say that the multiplayer feels really good. It sounds really good. It's really mm-hmm. loud for some reason. Like, I always have to turn down the volume. <laughs> but, like, the amount of detail and, like, design into every part of the multiplayer is just really, really well done. Like, you could tell that's kind of like the bread and butter of Halo, you know, it's the yeah. online. Uh, and as good and amazing as the new Warzone is, where you're fighting with 24 other players online, um, and how good everything f- feels and sounds and some of the best controller rumbles and vibration like of any game I've yeah. played. It just makes me miss the split screen multiplayer. <laughs> like, yes, and Halo Five. Like that was so sad ugh. because I came over and was like, I want to play Halo Five. So I played through like uh, like the second level. I think it was of the campaign, mm-hmm. but I played through by myself because you can't do split screen multiplayer, and it was a lot of fun. Like, yeah, do you like well, it? No, yeah, I loved it. So one of the things that it made me realize is like one of my favorite things about Halo is the fact that it's a shooter. Where you, it's not like split second reaction to kill someone oh, and yeah, be totally. killed. Um, there's a a long time to kill. You have to kind of wear down their shield and then take. And it makes it such, for campaign at least. <laughs> yeah, for campaign. Um, and it makes it more of a tactical, a little bit more of a tactical shooter. And um, I, I was in Halo that, Five especially because like the campaign levels are very open. Like, yes, there's lots of different paths and obstacles and things you can do. And so yeah, you really do kind of have to plan out, especially when you're playing the harder difficulties. Like it's it definitely takes a while to you know get through yeah. levels and stuff. But it was like I went in and I was like, okay, this feels like distinctly like it. What I really appreciate about it is it mm-hmm. still felt like Halo, even like Halo Three and stuff like that. Yeah, where totally. I remember This feels like a Halo game. Your muscle memory. I remember why. Yeah, <laughs> I remembered why. Like, I love Destiny, but Destiny isn't isn't like Halo, and Call of Duty isn't like Halo, and all these other first person shooters are different. And so that's what I most yeah, appreciate. Still captured about it, the Halo that, feel yeah, for that sure. So yeah, uh, Halo Five Gardens obviously um, definitely a must-have if you got an Xbox One. Yep. Um, I think the top of my list just has to be Sunset Overdrive because this game is just so much fun to move around, shoot things like it's like a mix of like Tony Hawk, like Ratchet and Clank, and like I don't know some other crazy like superhero game or something like oh like Infamous, uh, the Infamous games. Like yeah. this is way better than any Infamous game, and I love those games. I you know played the crap out of like all of them, and this game just takes everything about those games and says, "Hey, let's just up the ante to 11, throw in a bunch of attitude, throw in a bunch of insane, weird humor, and just you know break the third wall and just you never know what's going to happen next, but you know it's going to be a lot of fun." Yes. So I just really, really love this game, and I'm so glad that I finally get the chance to play it. And like I'm just so excited for Spider-Man now because this is like a great you know game to that insomniac made and they're going to take everything learned from that you know yeah. and well and the fluidity of like how you're moving like you're constantly grinding around the city and then you can jump from one thing to the other very easily and you have that um so many different that system options. where like if you jump off jump off a line 
you can press a button and kind of float for a second to figure out, okay, I'm going to orient myself and go towards this next target that I can grab onto yep, and continue yep. moving. Like, you could probably, there's probably, should be an achievement for, like, playing for, like, an hour or something like that without ever stopping once. <laughs> yeah, there is. I think you have to, like, grind or, like, go on a hundred different things without ever touching the ground. Yeah, achievement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, no, it's just so much fun to play. The progression's great. Like, it's you're constantly leveling up and gaining new skills and new weapons and it rewards you for playing how you want to play. Um, so just an awesome, awesome um, game, and I'm so glad that I picked it up. And this makes you that much more excited. Yes, exactly. I'm just like, <laughs> if this game's already this amazing, this came out in 2014, like, imagine... How much better Spider-Man's going to be, you know, with the full strength of, you know, what Spidey has to offer yes. and how the studio has grown since then. So, exactly. going to be great. Awesome. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to a Rare Replay, which is the collection of all the best Rare games that aren't actually the best Rare games because the Donkey Kong games aren't on there. But <laughs> still a really good could, collection. They could put out, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, GoldenEye and obviously the Donkey Kong Nintendo Rare games aren't out on there. But uh, really, really awesome collection. I really love the presentation. Like, when you start it up, it does, like, a cheesy, like, theme song that sings about all the games. And it's, like, a fanfare. Like, total like, British, you know, yeah. rare humor that they're known for. Um, as you play, you unlock developer videos with interviews from all oh, these wow. former rare people. And they talk about, you know, consoles for original games to, like, what their favorite memories were. And just lots of really cool insights that you don't normally see from, you know, studios. So... That's been really, really fun to unlock those and watch those. And then um, not only do they have 30 games in there, um, it's just really accessible because you can jump into pretty much any game. You can hold that left trigger at any time to kind of rewind, you know, if you get, like, stuck or you get in a hard part. Um, And then there's also kind of, like, NES Remix challenge mode where, like, does little bite-sized pieces of games all in a row where you have to, you know, just beat a specific boss battle or a certain part of a game. So just a great sampler and it's been fun for me going back and playing rare games i never played before like that came out on old computer systems you know in the 80s and stuff yeah um but yeah really really um awesome collection especially if you haven't played you know stuff like banjo kazooie and stuff yeah and it. it's super affordable as well which is which yeah exactly is nice. it i think it launched at 20 dollars, so yeah. it's really great package i would love to see a package like this come to something like the switch and make it portable because it's just awesome having a collection of so many you know great games from smaller games to bigger games yeah yeah you see the growth of the studio as they kind of learned and got bigger and more talented yeah no a lot of levels put into this collection which is very cool awesome uh the only other one i want to shout out and i have to confess i haven't played this on an xbox one but i played it on ps4 (laughs) it's on xbox yeah it's on xbox um is a middle earth shadow of mordor and this my story with this game is my friend got this game on his ps4 he's playing it and i went over and he showed it to me i was like Oh my gosh. One, I love like Lord of the Rings. So I was like, okay, I'm interested. It's a Lord of the Rings game. I mean, if you listen to our top 100, how exactly. many Lord of the Rings games are on there? Two, like he showed me the nemesis system and like how like, oh man, this like this guy I kill um this guy killed me and then I come back and he's actually stronger and then he like hunts me down and like remembers me and calls out my name or like he ranks up in the in the orc army and I was yeah, like, yeah. that's such a neat idea. So I was like, I didn't have a PS4 at the time, didn't have an Xbox One. So I was like, oh, this game came out on PS3. So I bought it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this game runs terrible. It didn't even have the Nemesis oh, really? system on PS3 oh or anything gosh, like that. Terrible. So I was like, well, that sucks. So I think I ended up <laughs> trading it back in, and then when I got a PS4, I was like, I'm upgraded. buying this. I upgraded, yeah. bought that game. It was like one of the first games I bought. And still holds like, up really well. Yeah, it was one of the first games that showed me, okay, this is a reason why to have the next generation. Like, it enabled that really, really awesome Nemesis system 
was a really fun and cool world to explore that felt really fleshed out. And it, the other thing I appreciate about it was it wasn't like huge; like it was a manageable yeah, size. For sure, um, it wasn't so, too big of a world. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's a amazing game. You know, one of our favorite, you know, big AAA action open world games for yep. sure. Um, and then I have another game I'm going to talk about Xbox One at the end of the show when we talk about Ooh. what we're playing. Um, I've been really, really enjoying. I got right. on the big Xbox sale this week. Cool. Um, so yeah, let us know on Twitter if you didn't get a chance to respond already. We have a tweet up there. What are some of your favorite Xbox memories or games on any of the three systems? Love to continue the conversation online. Um, so Nathan, uh, what have you been playing this week? I have been playing No Man's Sky, the game Wait, that is two years old. I thought I'm we hated sure that game. I swore this game off on the podcast. <laughs> Literally, my wife was like. I thought you hit, this was a bad game. Why are you playing this game? She said that to me. I was like, okay, I must have talked a lot of crap about this game. <laughs> I think we all did at yeah. one point. But uh, they developers, no, uh, Hello Games, they've been working hard on this. They put out, they just put out a, this game just came to Xbox One, I believe it was last week. Yeah. They released a huge free update on PS4. It's called No Man's Sky Next. Basically added nice in. it's free. Um, yeah, it's, it's really nice that it's free. Um, and the other thing I saw today too is like, Walmart has this game for like ten bucks on PS4, so like wow. if you want to jump back and check in, it's super cheap and you can totally do that. But uh, basically, they added in online multiplayer, so you can actually play with your friends or play with other people, which is something that I know I think everyone kind of wanted, thought was going to be there, but people thought was going to be there originally. I think the developers intended it to be there, but then just kind of ran out of time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there's that. Uh, they also kind of redid a bunch of the kind of the crafting and base building systems and made it a little bit um, more fleshed out and you can do a little bit more with all of that. And they did a huge kind of graphical upgrade to the game. So the game, oh, wow. really? the game already looked pretty, but the game like the colors much, are the best. Yeah, part, right? the colors are the best. But the game looks a lot sharper now. Um, there's not as much popping, like things load farther from the distance and wow. stuff. And so I jumped in. I play, I played about for about five or six hours, actually. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's... um. I kind of got back into well, the loop of like. Well, there's like kind of like a more of a progression. Well, of story yeah, and the now, other right? thing is too is they added like a um, story, like a main story quest mission. It's about uh, I think it's like twenty to thirty hours or something like that, and it just kind of tasks you with going around. So like the thing I started work, well, I started working on was like, oh, you have to meet like thirty aliens. So I just was kind of flying around talking to people, but then I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. There's like a, a beacon, so I went out. It was a ship that I was like, ooh, I want to upgrade this ship. And so then it required kind of upgrading the material. So similar kind of loop to... Um, so if you played this game and were like, I don't like this, Did I don't it, like the So it didn't the fix systems. the repetitiveness problem? Because that was kind of the issue I ran to. I love the first couple hours. Yeah. And after about five hours, I'm like, I'm literally just doing the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, I think the the missions like kind of give you some structure and give you something to go for, but like you're still doing some of the same repetitive tasks. Okay. So if you didn't like that, like... This game isn't going to fix that for you, but it is, like, a much more fully fleshed out world and game, yeah. and props to the developers for yeah, not actually abandoning not abandoning it, but actually just, hey, we're going to keep... They didn't do a great job of communicating, but, like, they put their heads down, kept working it, kept working on it and for the last two years, and now have a game that at least... Um, I like this game just because it's a great game to chill out to. Like, I'm tired. I don't yeah, want to totally. think about a lot. It's a pretty game. I can fly around and, and do one or two things and can other, accomplished. Have you run into, like, another, like, human player? Yeah, like, so actually... Have, do they mess with you? Um, or? Yeah, so you can you can kind of choose to do either or. So at the game startup now, you can actually either just hit 
Clo, play single player and allow people to join you or turn that feature off if you don't want anyone in your game. Uh, it's um, nice you have the option. Yeah, which is nice. Or you can just go hit go play with other players, and it brings up a menu of, like, your friends you can click on and play, mm-hmm. play with them. Or you can just, hey, just hit another random person person's adventure. So I did that a couple times and spawned in on their planet. One person, like, we kind of, there's, like, a uh, surprise, there's, um, gest- what is it called? Like, gestures and stuff like that in this game. Oh, like emotes and yeah, stuff? Yeah, emotes and stuff like that. So, cool. so I waved at them. They kind of have to, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, we, he was kind of doing his own thing, but we played together. Jumped into another person's game. He had, like, this super upgraded ship and immediately, like, killed me, and I was like... <laughs> Well, this is uh, Get out of my other world. reason why maybe they didn't want PvP <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in this game. But it's it's nice to have the option. And I'd love to play... Like, I don't have any friends who... I think all my friends got burned I by this game. I sold my name, sorry. Yeah, so I'm like, I'd love to have some friends to, to play through it and check it out. Because I think it... That was, like, what I originally wanted of the game was to play yeah, totally. through it with friends. I felt like so. if we both had it, it would have been a lot of fun, yes. but it didn't have that. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So Well, it's good, it good to hear it's, feels, it's feels a more good. improved product. It's, yeah, definitely improved. Still, like, if you didn't like it at first, you're probably not going to like it now, but it's a, it's, yeah, it's a fun game to chill out to. Cool. Um, for me, I'm really excited to talk about DK Adventure, which is the Mario plus Rabbids uh, DLC. I've been playing a little bit more of that, and I just want to say that, like... They just said, hey, throw all the logistical things we did about original Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle with story beats and everything else, and we're just going to make this all about Donkey Kong, have as many great Donkey Kong references as we can because we love DK, and we don't care if it's balanced or not. We're just going to make DK extremely powerful and make him fun to play, and that's going to be fun for everyone. (laughs) And so, like... The game is definitely a lot easier than the base game. Really? Yeah. Okay, you have my attention because I got stuck on like the third or fourth boss. Or yeah. Something no, like that. it's it's a lot easier, and it's it's not like it doesn't feel easy enough where it's like, oh, this is baby mode. It feels like, yeah. oh man, I'm just wrecking people. This is awesome. Like you just feel very powerful. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you don't have to like start off like super weak like you do with the base game. Like it kind of starts you off where you already have a lot of good abilities. Um, the cranky Kong rabbit is like hilarious. Like. He's so slow, you know, walking around with this cane that he, like, literally smacks the little, like, Beepo robot and, like, rides him around like a little, <laughs> like, wheelie thing. Um, yeah, just great, great sense of humor. There's a ton of cutscenes in this game, and they're just really funny and ridiculous. And it's just, as a long, like, time Donkey Kong fan, like, every time you get a banana and you hear the original Donkey Kong Country sound effect, or, like, you find puzzle pieces and just the Tropical Freeze sound effect, and... Um, it just has so much charm that even like when you're going around the world map, it's playing the Donkey Kong 64, you know, main kind of jungle, jungle theme from the world map there. And then like I got to this beach section and then the music was starting to change and it sounded like someone was like whistling. I'm like, what is that? And I go a little bit further and I see these two little seagulls and they're like, and they're like whistling along to the song <laughs> and they're like the animation and they're like dancing. I'm like, this game is just so like charming and like filled with. You know, so much, you know, happiness and Donkey yes. Kong. And they just do, it's just such a great job. And there's a ton of content in there, too. So it's, this is a, fun to see. what, 15 bucks or something? Only like that 15 bucks. It's, it's a steal. And $15. it's like a full, like, there's a lot of content. Yeah, I'm like seven hours in. I don't wow. think I'm even halfway. That's so impressive. Really, really cool. And then, like, they didn't just slap DK in the world. Like, they remade a whole new world map with, you know, DK area, DK music. Like, all the pipes are made, like, out of wood, and, like, you know, they totally restructured everything. So, definitely worth playing. It has adds a lot of new mechanics and is super fun if you like the original game. Cool. So, 
Uh, happy to report that that turned out well. Glad, glad to hear it. I'm, I'm going on a flight uh, this week, and so Ooh, that's going to be my flight game. Perfect. I've been there playing almost go. exclusively in handheld mode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, other than that, I've been playing some uh, Destiny 2. We have been playing... We just started the new raid yesterday. Like, it was the new raid layer. And it, it's pretty cool because you're passing, like, a ball around. So uh-huh. it's almost kind of like a basketball mechanic where you're, like, have to pass it to all your teammates and then, like, shoot it, like, in a hoop in the middle and you know you're doing some platforming and killing enemies as you're doing it. Super mechanics heavy. It's probably the most mechanic heavy raid like in Destiny. Wow. Which is kind of saying a lot. That's a lot. There's, there's been some pretty heavy mechanic. Yeah. Focus. Like we brought like a new guy in to try to finish it yesterday, and he was just like, uh, the, "This explanation is confusing me. Like, it's so much going on." So yeah. um, definitely some really cool mechanics. We weren't able to quite beat it because uh, we all blew ourselves up with rocket launchers, but. Uh, <laughs> It was a lot of fun. Um, and then we've actually been playing through the original Destiny 1 raids. Nathan, you've yeah. been jumping in too, going back and replaying some of that old ones for nostalgia's sake. has been um, a lot of fun as well. So hopefully, you know, before Forsaken comes out, we'll, we'll master that new raid and get that done. But. Your, your commitment is impressive because I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I don't want to play any more Destiny until, like, Forsaken comes yeah, yeah. out or maybe a little bit after. Well, again, you don't have the expansion. I don't have the expansion. Like, with so, the expansion, like, like, there's still quests and, like, things, there's still like, things I haven't accomplished. There's still things you can do to level, level up. And, yeah, yeah, there's still a lot of work. Like, I just hit max light today, okay. which is 385, and today they bumped it up so you can get armor at 400. So, 400, about, I'm yeah. not even at the max anymore. Right. So, nice. always still something to do, which is fun. But, yeah. the other Xbox game I was talking about was Ori in the Blind Forest. Um... It's really nice because if you buy this on Xbox now, you actually get the definitive edition, which I read a little bit online, and basically they added, like, kind of save points that could do fast traveling, and then they added in a lot of, like, side story stuff just into the game, and so it just kind of fleshes out a lot of parts of the game, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. But this game is just one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. It kind of reminds me of Rayman Legends a little bit, like a lot of, like, hand-drawn art style with platforming. Um, The music is phenomenal like it's the best music of any xbox game i've played so far it's the theme's getting stuck in my head and about three or four hours into this game you unlock an ability that basically opens up the whole game in a new way like you basically can like parry off enemies or projectiles and you use that to solve puzzles or reach new areas and then from then on like that game just totally opens up and just becomes a really really fun on um, platform that's i think what really makes this game unique is that that ability to you know jump off of projectiles and enemies and you you basically shoot them off the opposite direction so really really changes the way that game traverses and makes it very unique and i've never really played another like i guess metroidvania platformer that's looked as pretty as this game like, yeah it that just ga- it, looks it, amazing it looks amazing like the it kind of combines kind of the like the backgrounds are look like they're like hand painted totally but then the rest of the game almost like looks super high definition really beautiful graphics that look yeah like ori is is so tiny like it just fills up your world with these giant set pieces of you know mystical trees and gardens and things like that and you're just this little character jumping around um so really really cool i'm loving that game i'm getting super hyped for the second one i'm not even done with the first one yet (laughs) which is really really cool and and i also just want to say the story in it is kind of told almost kind of like a storybook like there's kind of like a narrator who's yeah i think kind of like the spirit of the world or whatever and like I almost cried like in the opening of this game. Like it was super sad and like touching and I'm just like, Man, this game is gonna pull at my heartstrings like throughout the entire game. And yes. I did not expect that going into this game. I just expected it to be, you know, a fun little platformer. Yeah. So a lot of lot of uh 
good stuff. I'm just loving everything about that game so far. Awesome. Always good to good to hear about yeah. new, new I'm, platforms. That's I think moving to like the top of my like backlog. I'm like I'm just gonna finish this game. I'm so is putting this aside like your, Halo your, and Sea of Thieves and everything. This is the else. one you want to play most on X, on your Xbox. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I think I'm like. 80% done with Sunset Overdrive, so I might as well okay. just finish the campaign there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's an open world game, so there's tons of other stuff. But I think I might finish that, but yeah, Ori is really, I think, where I'm going to start investing. I, I want to love Sea of Thieves, but it's it's not... I mean, there's some good parts, but it's not as good as I was hoping. Well, so. I'll more I, don't, I don't know if you... Future, if, have you played with like other players? I haven't played with friends. See, but, like that's that seems like the whole point of that game yeah, is to play with friends. Totally. So if you don't have friends to play with or you can't schedule a time, <laughs> yeah, then I had, you're kind of I've had screwed. a couple of good crews. Like, I had a okay. crew that was amazing. We yeah. did all these quests, and they're super helpful, and they you know taught me about a bunch of the game, and it was awesome. And then I had a crew right bef- earlier today I played with, and the idiot that joined me just kept dropping the anchor. So I'd go raise the anchor, and we'd start going, and then he'd just drop the anchor. He'd shoot himself out of the cannon, and just totally mess around, just ruin. Troll. Yeah, just, just ruin ru- the fun. Ruining and the, like the you experience. can vote to put someone in the brig, but okay. like the other teammate didn't vote to do it, and so he just let this guy just completely ruin oh, gosh. everything. I'm just like, I'm done with this game. I'm not playing it. Yeah. So, but well, that's what happens when you a lot kind of allow people to yeah, do what you want. So know. they. They just add a new update today, which is why and I was the, trying to do it. The updates are all free, right? Like it's free, yeah, yeah, free, free, free update for everyone. They call it Curse Sales or something. And Neat. It adds the ability where you can actually team up with other pirates. Ooh. And so if you see enemy ship, instead of just going, we're friendly, or, oh, I want to fight you, them. you can say, hey, let's team up, and you can quest together and like share rewards and stuff. Awesome. Which sounds cool, but then again, there's the trolls. So. Yes. We'll see. How Maybe well it's that just works. more opportunity for trolling. Like you still can't trust them, even if you're alliance. I'm yes. sure. So. Yeah. Well, that's. It is a pirate game, so it's really in the, the pirate sense. But Rob, I think Rob would really like it, and so I think I'm just going to keep bugging Rob to get it, so I have a friend to play with. There you go. He loves pirates. <laughs> yep. So, anyways, thank you so much for listening. This has been Hasten Games Cast. Thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate. Uh, the listeners and you know giving us a follow on twitter and let us know if there's anything you'd exactly. like for us to talk about on the show any show ideas or yeah give us shoot us any show ideas the we're getting towards the end of the summer like kind of the the games start coming out like madden comes out next week overcooked two comes out next oh yeah week, so i've already got it pre-ordered Woo. wow nice <laughs> so i feel i feel like like the last month i've just felt like oh man i'm kind of kind of stuck in a rut with like games to play and not a lot of yep. exciting new writing the exciting out, fall video game season best, yes we're entering time. that i'm very excited so it'll be very cool well we will leave you with the main theme from ori in the blind forest um enjoy this sweet song and we will see you guys next week happy gaming everyone and have a good time see ya